Welcome to another episode of Pop, Storyboard's podcast on private podcasts. I'm Jeremy Lin, Storyboard's head of customer success. And today's an exciting one. We've actually gotten a lot of requests to bring on a member of our creator community. So that's exactly what we're going to do. I want to introduce Alex Wagner from Pepper, an e-commerce deals and promotion company based at Berlin, Germany. We've actually known Alex for quite some time. Before Pepper, we actually worked with him to bring private podcasting to one of his previous companies. So he has a ton of experience as a podcast creator. So we're pumped to share his story with you. Alex, thanks for joining me today. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for the invite. Pleasure to be here. Awesome, of course. Well, listen, I want to start here, Alex. We talked about you bring podcasting to a previous company. You've been a longtime podcaster. Why podcasting? Well, I don't know if I can consider myself already as a long-time podcaster. I mean, <laughs> that sounds very pretentious given how many really long-term podcasters there are out there. But yeah, I mean, I've started the, the corporate podcasting, if you want. Um, I think I started the project back in 2000, early 2020 when I was working uh, with my former company. And I realized that the company during during the first lockdown or during the whole Corona, first Corona season grew extremely. It was in the, in the food industry. And we were sitting in front of our computers the whole day. You know, you, you didn't go to the office anymore. You, you had Google Hangout meetings one after the other from early in the morning till late in the evening. And then on top of that, you would get a lot of update packs in, in PowerPoint or Google slide presentations. And the bigger the company grew, the more of those update packs you would get, or you would be requested to produce them yourself, obviously, because, you know, you want people to be up to date on what's going on in each department and each team. So you want to share a lot of information. And it became quite obvious that the days are just too short to, to comprehend all of this and produce it. And then, you know, if you really look into the statistics of Google Slides, uh, because they have this neat feature where you can actually see how many people open the slide. And then you realize it took me maybe one and a half, two hours to pr produce an update pack that no one in the end looked at, right? And that felt very frustrating. But at the same time, obviously, um, you want to share updates and information on, on performances. I have to say, um, back then I was working for the, for global performance marketing team or inside a global performance marketing team. And there, obviously, you report a lot of data back to the wider team. And yeah, that was the time when we realized there must be something different. You know, we're missing a medium here because everything you do adds additional screen time. And I was always a big fan of podcasts myself. I, I listened to, I think the first podcast I listened to was probably 10 years ago already. I can't fully recall it, but it must have been during my university time. And yeah, I thought, why, why, why not do this for, for corporate? And I remembered that Netflix always had a very nice internal podcast that they actually published on their career page. And I thought, well, why, why not try it out in, in this remote environment? Because the benefit obviously is you have an asynchronous way of sharing information. And, and this is maybe even more important, it does not add additional screen time. So you can listen to an update from a colleague or, you know, to, to a CEO fireside chat while you're doing the dishes or while you're going to the supermarket or while you pick up your kids from from school or anything like this and yeah we thought let's try it out yeah and i think to your point like a lot of things that we're seeing in the corporate space and like in organizations is people are trying to limit the amount of 
time that people have in front of screens. Video fatigue is a real thing. Like people don't want to be checking email the whole time. So love hearing that story. You mentioned that you've been a podcast listener for about 10 years. Are there any that you like to listen to now? Back then, I think I started with one that was called A Small Passive Income from Pat Flynn. I don't know if he's actually still around, but that was maybe the first one. And then I, I followed like, or also recently, Tim Ferriss, I think like the, the usual subs, suspects, probably uh, English speaking ones, Joe Rogan every once in a while. I really like long form conversations. That's for me, like the, the, the real benefit to be able to not just get a 15 minute snippet or five minute snippet, like, like, you know, in, in the TV show where, where you just you know, get one or two catch lines, you know, to, to really have the opportunity to, uh, to, to follow long form conversations and get, get deeper insights on, on complex topics. And yeah. And then also some more recreational entertainment formats, uh, from the German market that I listen to. Can you throw those into Google translate for me? Which ones? The German ones? Yeah. The German ones. So there's one that's called uh, Gemischtes Hack, which if you translate it, it's, it means uh, mixed minced meat. I'm not even going to try and pronounce that on here. Gemischtes Hack. Well, it's two famous comedians, basically. I, I think they are, you know, you have those in every market, like comedians that, that became, I don't even know if they became more popular through the podcast or if they were already that famous before the podcast. But yeah, they... They definitely stick out, but then also some, some in the, you know, in the, in the B2B area, there are some good ones. Online marketing rockstars is probably the most famous business podcast in German. They also have a huge festival each year comparable to the South by Southwest, I would say. Yeah. So both recreational and, and uh, business focused. That's awesome. And it seems like you're getting your content from like a wide variety of areas. So it's, it's really cool to hear. I want to dig a little bit more into your podcast that you're doing today at Pepper. What topics do you get into on that podcast? And how did you decide to podcast about those? We started with a very practical approach. So we had a strategy, annual strategy, a meeting coming up, or or we were working on the annual strategy meeting. And we find ourselves, since I joined in September 2021, since I joined at Pepper, the company was in this hybrid mode, I would say, that probably a lot of companies are in right now. So it's not 100% clear yet whether you become a fully remote company or if everybody has to go back or, or wants to come back to the office. So we were in this hybrid state. And it was obvious that we will never reach all, you know, all colleagues in a, in, in a town hall conversation uh, or, or talk which in our case, Pepper operates in 12 markets. So it was never really the case that we would get gather all people in the same room. So we always had to do video sessions, video hangouts, and then stream those to, to all the colleagues around the world. But this time we said, okay, instead of forcing people to sit in on a live stream where, where our CEO shares all the company updates, but also the strategy for 2022, we said, why not record it and have a conversation? Because also the benefit is, it was, it meant less preparation time and less post editing instead of, a, you know, a video or anything where you always want to also show some slides. You don't have to do that in the podcast. So we said, you know, what's the worst thing can happen? We listen to it and we decide to not do it, but then we wasted an hour of recording it maybe, but it turned out to be quite, quite good. And yeah, it's still there. And that's also the good thing. It's still live today. So even people that are just joining the company fairly recently have a chance to to open the app. And the first thing they can do is listen to the strategy coming straight from the CEO, right? So no secret telephone or anything. No, you, you can check it out what the CEO and founder thinks we should focus on for the 2022. 
And that's really cool for a growing company like you guys, you know, say three years down the line and you have 3000 employees, a new employee can always go back and hear one of the original episodes, like what the CEO had to say and continue to do that. So I really love that. You know, I want to ask you, what's one of the most meaningful discussions you've been able to have in one of these Pepper podcasts? I think what has been maybe internally or for, for a lot of our colleagues been a very meaningful one is where actually one of our brands that we operate in Germany is called MyDeals had its 15 year anniversary this year. And for the first time we recorded the whole founding story of how, how MyDeals and, and actually also the, the roots of Pepper.com from today and how this all evolved and how the company was founded in a dorm room of our founder and, and, you know, how this whole process went on for a couple of years until they made money for the first time and all this. So a lot of people, you know, heard about this story maybe, but especially the people that just joined fairly recently often don't even know this anymore. Or, you know, if, if you don't have a really, really proper onboarding where these stories get told then you know, these, these stories get lost over time easily. And it was just a very nice conversation also to preserve this and to, to hear, you know, the thoughts of, of the founder of the company who you work for every day, basically, and to sh- share this with the colleagues. But then also, I mean, I, I just recently did a, or tried out, we tried out a new format that's called Meet the Team, where we had a new joiner who, who started in our IT administration team, where I was just talking about his story, how he decided to move from New York to Berlin, you know, to work here, why he did it, and, you know, his story basically of, of, of joining the company, what he's doing, because also these kind of conversations in, in this growing hybrid or remote environment, it's very easy to, to lose the connection to your colleagues and, and, and to, to get to know them beyond their Slack messages. And I think that was super helpful because that way, you know, you can learn more about the people you work with every day, even if it's in a remote environment. And out of all of these, there was uh, actually one colleague who was working in the editorial team for communities. So for the people who don't know, you know, we run huge deal communities where actually majority of the content is produced by users. So similar to Reddit. And one of the colleagues from the editorial and, and, and community team said, why don't we open this up for, for community? I mean, we have hardcore users who spend a lot of time on our platforms and, and invest a lot of their personal time to to improve the product and to share deals and to to comment helpful insights and they would probably appreciate if we could uh, or if we would share these behind the scenes with them and we decided based on this to give it a try and we we launched a complete new format that we made public a, a community podcast where we talk about everything that's going on in the company that we feel safe to share with our most uh, engaged users and that one got really, really nice feedback as well. So I think, you know, the whole idea of doing an internal podcast, then if you want led to an external podcast, that also got a lot of appreciation from a community. You've talked about asynchronous communication. And I think one of the things that stuck out to me that you said is you talk a lot about this community element. How do we talk about somebody who is moving from New York to Berlin? Do you think podcasts are a better format there. You talk about maybe not Slack messages or something like that, but what is it about podcasting that you think really makes it so intimate? For, for me personally, the the difference is that if you see a video of someone, you know, on a screen on YouTube or something like this, 
there's always this distance, right, to, to, to your display or to the monitor or to the TV. But if you, if, if I take my earpods and I, I, you know, go shopping or pick my, pick up my daughter from the Kita, you know, on the way there and I listen to someone or even multiple people talking, you have this feeling of, you know, people are actually inside your head. So that's a very intimate way of, of, of consuming content and you feel probably a lot closer to them. Also, the audio quality, I mean, this is why it's such a pain to listen to, to, to low quality recordings, right? But if the audio quality is, is done halfway decent, then, um, I don't know, it somehow stimulates different areas of your brain, I think, compared to, compared to video that just makes it feel, you feel more connected to the people talking there, I guess. Yeah. And, and we liken it to like having a conversation with friends, right? We sometimes see like somebody does something a little bit more overly scripted and you lose that conversation element. I, I think with audio, the big benefit, and I, I think you can probably agree with this, is like you don't have that factor. You don't have to look at somebody. You can just hear one element of them. And to your point, like the brain works differently for that. Yeah, totally. What you say, I think that this is the huge difference. You don't want you don't want to hear scripted or polished content. I think that that creates distance again, right? Because you immediately realize, okay, this is a news show, right? There's no, you know, they're reading from, from a script or anything. But if you have the feeling that you actually listen to two people having a conversation, just like you would maybe listen to a conversation on a party, that creates a totally different feeling and yeah, feels, feels a lot closer. So I'm sure you don't go into podcast recordings completely without planning, right? Like what types of things do you do to actually prepare for a successful recording session? I always try to think about topics or people from within the company that other people might be interested to hear from. Now, that's in most cases, obviously, the founder and CEO, because those figures in a company are usually, you know, very far away for majority of the people. Now, we work in a rather small company with 300 people, you know, our C-level is very approachable and not, not only through email or Slack, but also in person. But I remember in my previous company where we talk about, I think nowadays, 15,000 people, you know, a lot of people will never have the chance to, to talk first, first hour in person to, to anyone from the sea level and getting information from the source is what makes a huge difference there. Right. So I always try to find people that, you know, maybe not a lot of people have exposure to or talk about topics that are rather complex to understand and also maybe a little bit controversial internally, right? Think about design changes, product features that get added. Why are we working on this? Why are we not doing this? From a marketing perspective, especially whenever we launch new ads for Facebook, why do we, you know, create the ads the way we do it? Why are we running TikTok? What are we doing here and there? Just to, to create an understanding for how also how complex different departments are and to, to, you know, try to create an, a basic understanding, at least for also other departments, because, you know, if, if you work in silos, it's very easy in, even internally to get the feeling of us against them, you know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people can relate to this. This happens in every company, you know, even if company culture is amazing, I feel like a lot of, you know, or I feel like people tend to, to gather in, in, in groups and then it's us against them. Um, even if it's just on a very little scale. Because obviously, you know, everything gets more and more complex and the more you can add to helping people understand why things are so complex or why are we doing things the way we do it, 
then the more, you know, you can form the, a certain kind of understanding and uh, that makes it easier in, in, in a lot of ways, to be honest. And I think building that early on at a company like Pepper, where you guys only have 300 people, when you grow, you've already established this framework where you can break down the walls, right? So you now have this and you can explain these things and break down these changes in easy ways for people to understand. Yeah, absolutely. So what's one misconception about podcasting that you think new creators have? Just one or I mean, <laughs> you can you can you can say as many as you want or if there are more than one. I mean, f first of all, I think just recording a podcast for your company does not solve your communication problems if you have any, right? It, it, it can be an addition to your internal communication, but it definitely does not solve all your internal communication problems because also not everyone will listen to it, unfortunately, right? Especially if you're creating it, you have this bias that, uh, oh, wow, this is such an interesting episode. You know, everybody should want to listen to this. But reality is that, you know, people have different kind of, you know, level of involvement with their, with their employer or with their, with the company they work for. And, you know, that's, that's perfectly fine, but that just means you cannot expect to, to get a hundred percent coverage for all your colleagues. And that also means you, you have to promote it internally, right? Just recording it and releasing it does not help people discover that it's actually there. So you, you need to also spend a little bit of time and effort to, you know, put it in a company newsletter or promote it on Slack, maybe not just once, but twice or even multiple times, you know, whenever you have a chance, just like you would do it with an external show. Basically, you need to do marketing for internal communication almost, right? And the more you do it and also the, the more consistent you do this because creating one show doesn't help. You need to really stick to a, to a schedule or, you know, have regular releases and then people, people will start following. And that's, I mean, the, that's the, I think the, the rule for every platform where you release content, you, you have to, you have to keep going. And you mentioned that you've been promoting your episodes through your Slack groups. Is there anything you've done to get people on the team interested in listening? Yeah. So in the beginning, I think the first, the first couple episodes, we just, you know, posted that, Hey, there's a new episode, you know, you can download it here or listen to it here. Uh, and then we realized because you always, Obviously, if you record it and then maybe even edit it, you know what it's all about. But we figured out that this is a really good idea to give some, you know, some, some insights to what the episode is about, right? Give, give away some, almost like a, like a summary, what people can expect to get out of this episode. So what is, what is my benefit of listening to this for the next 30 minutes or, or 60 minutes, right? Is there anything in for me? And the better you do this, the more you get people actually to click and, and to download the episode. And then also, you know, always ask people to give feedback. What did they like about the episode? What did they not like about maybe what other guests would they like to hear? What topics do they want to get covered? And also we got very good feedback from an AMA episode that we did recently where we, where people had the chance to, to hand in their questions anonymously, right? Because not everybody feels safe or, or secure enough to, to post questions for, for, for such a format. And, you know, when everybody knows where, where the question was asked from. So giving this chance of, of feedback and, and engagement uh, really helped to come up with better formats and more content. Yeah. And, and I think that's all a piece of it. Like, how do we make this tool and how do we make podcasting like 
two-way engagement. We don't want this to just be a channel where the CEO is talking to you. We want to also be asking the CEO questions. And so I think that format is something that not only I see value in like for Pepper, but like other companies as well, as you think about like, okay, we're, we're bringing comms in a different way. Now, how do we engage people in that discussion? Absolutely. Yeah. And it also, it's, it's, I think it's also very dangerous if you only have one person taking care of this as a project, because the moment this person either leaves or maybe, you know, gets sick or for whatever reason, cannot continue recording it, the whole project dies off. And ideally, you know, this was always my, my hope that other people would volunteer and say, Hey, this is a cool initiative. I would like to do something maybe for my team or, you know, the bigger the company gets, you might even have the chance to do episodes just for a specific department, right? Let's say you have a huge tech department or IT department. You can talk a lot more about, you know, details, uh, development details that may be completely irrelevant for, for the sales team, right? And, and ideally, you, if you have the chance, you recruit maybe two or three people in your company that are willing to produce those because then, you know, chances are a lot higher that it, that it will not die off as soon. I want to talk about the future a little bit here, Alex. Looking at you as a creator, do you have any goals or things that you're thinking about for the next six months? Yeah, so I think we definitely want to make sure that we can keep to a constant output schedule um, because this is sometimes very, very challenging if you have to deal with growing, growing team, you know, with all the day-to-day business that is going on, challenging times in general. And, you know, podcast is typically you don't have a person that is dedicated just to do the podcasting. If you're fortunate enough and have these resources, that's amazing. But I would expect majority of the time it's an additional task for someone in, 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 in a team. And having consistent output of topics and engagement and keeping the engagement high uh, is probably the most challenging one in, in the beginning. And that's definitely a goal for us to, to, to really keep creating interesting content that people uh, engage with, where people have value from both for long-term colleagues, but also for new joiners. We're also talking about creating dedicated episodes for career page, especially f- to attract new people, to give people an insight inside of how we work at Pepper so that even before they maybe apply for a position, they get a chance to hear firsthand from the CTO or, you know, from, from the VP commercial or whatever, you know, how these people tick and, and what they sound like, right? Because I think it's a, it's a lot easier to, to get an idea of whenever you, you, you listen to a podcast, you know, if you ask yourself, is that the person I would like to work for? Right. I think that it's pretty easy to answer because you, uh, again, it's, it's a very intimate thing. And yeah, this is something we definitely want to work on. And we also want to keep creating more formats for, for the public behind the scenes formats for community, but also more formats for a broader audience where we can cover the topics that Peppa is all about. What are you able to do to stay consistent with it, especially given what you've said about how your day is super busy and there may not be somebody dedicated to podcasting? That's something I had to learn definitely is you need to create the room to record it. And ideally, if you have the chance, let's say you have a company event and you know that a lot of people are maybe in the city uh, for, for a day or two, try to squeeze as many recordings in maybe an early afternoon 
so you can bulk produce. That's probably more efficient most of the time than, you know, trying to create one or record an episode every week because, you know, that is easy. Then, you know, you forgot it one week or something happened and you cannot make it. And then it's another week without new content. So ideally you always want to have something in the backlog in case you cannot record a new one uh, just in time. So that definitely helped. And then nail people really on, on the recording timings, uh, whether you do it in person or remote. As soon as you think this is an interesting topic, I would like to hear more from, and this might be interesting for other colleagues as well, send them an invite, say, hey, we record on this day, half an hour, you don't need to prepare anything. We'll just have a conversation just like we did maybe, you know, on the water cooler or in the, in the kitchen. Then it's quite easy to get a, get a buy-in from people and then you have a date in your calendar and it's blocked for that time and it usually works that way. Well, Alex, I'm excited to follow what you're doing, not only in the next six months, but beyond that. This has been an awesome, awesome chat. Thank you so much for joining. Let's talk again soon. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thank you. So if you'd like to actually learn more about Pepper and their family of brands, visit their website at pepper.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Pop. At Storyboard, we have plans for all different sizes of organizations and teams with free pro and enterprise level subscriptions. To learn more or to request a demo, visit us on the web at trystoryboard.com and follow us for updates on LinkedIn and via Twitter at storyboard underscore FM. We'll be coming to you next month with another Storyboard creator interview. See you then.